Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from yesterday, Wednesday, February 3rd, and today, Thursday, February 4th of 2021. Um, Sorry about yesterday. I, uh, there wasn't anything really happening for one, like there were maybe two or three events yesterday in total. Um, and also just like the way my day played out, it was a really late night for me. And by the time I was done with my evening, like recording was just not happening. Um, so that's a little bit about like what was going on yesterday. Um, and I'm sorry I didn't put up like a, Hey, no episode type of thing, but yesterday was just not a great day. Um, All of that being said, though, things are a little bit back to normal today. As you can probably hear, my dog is right here uh, licking her chops. She just had dinner. Um, And, yeah, things are a little bit back to normal. We'll, uh... We are going to just go ahead and jump right in now. And again, we are still working backwards to forwards. So we're going Sweden through to Belgium. Um, Just as like a fun little thought experiment for February. So with that, let's go ahead and move on to the Swedish royal family. Sweden, we had a couple of events today. There were actually no events yesterday, um, which is again why I just really didn't record. There was just not a lot happening. So today, Crown Princess Victoria had a couple of different events. Um, The first thing, and this is something that I was so bummed out to see, um, just because this means I have to talk about it, um, which I don't really particularly want to do. Um, however, first thing, um, that happened for Crown Princess Victoria is today, um, she received an update on the political situation in the United States of America, um, from a professor of North American, North American studies at Uppsala University, which is like one of Sweden's top universities. Um, and apparently they talked at length about the recent presidential election and, what I am lightly calling the fallout from that and how the situation is now two weeks later um, and four months post or four weeks post insurrection. So that was, of course, like for those who remember um, earlier in like maybe October, uh, the top four of the Swedish royal family received a, like a briefing about the um, election and that was before it took place and that threw me a lot. I was really um, just because like mm, it was just disheartening that like 
a royal who is not a royal of my country because my country doesn't have them felt the need to be that informed about what was going on in my country. Um, and so this kind of feels the same, like we are going through a really dark time right now. And just because the election is over, the inauguration is over, the insurrection is over, doesn't mean that like the situation that led to the insurrection is over and that's the biggest problem. So I don't know, it was just like kind of disheartening for me again, but like also just endlessly curious as to why she feels the need to have these briefings. Like that's really interesting to me. Um, but anyway, like I'm glad she's informed, but I don't know why she needs to be. Um, but overall, like it's a shit show over here. I know I'm living it. I get to call it that. It's just, it is what it is. So that was her first meeting. And then for her second meeting, she um, received kind of like a one-on-one lecture on climate issues um, from the chief negotiator for uh, Sweden in international climate conversations. So um, similar, like the U.S. has a, a special envoy for climate change. It's uh, former Secretary of State John Kerry. Um, This is kind of that same position. Um, So just an update on climate change in the world. Um, So those were her two meetings today. Uh, Very interesting. Both really uh, hot-button topics, I guess, is the best word for that, Um, especially the U.S. election one. Um, but yeah, that's what was going on in Sweden. So now we are going to move on to the multitude of events that happened in Spain today. Right. In Spain, you guys, there were so many things today. Now, most of them were King Felipe's audiences, and we're not going to go into a whole ton of detail on them because there's just not a whole lot of detail to go in on, but there were still four of them. So we're just going to jump right in, and I'm going to move as quickly as possible through all of his audiences. Um, So first, he held an audience with the new group of the state agriculture Agricultural Engineer Corps. Um, This is kind of like a civil service um, type of situation. Their government, their civil servants, their government employees, um, and they get hired in and kind of like class classes type of thing. Different promotional seasons. Um, So that was first. Then he held an audience with representatives from the board of the Adeco Foundation. Didn't find out what the foundation did, um, but it was to celebrate the foundation's 20th anniversary. 
Um, next, he held an audience with the governing body for the organization of the Ibero-American States for Education, Science, and Culture. Um, so Ibero-America is basically the Iberian Peninsula, which is Spain and Portugal, and most of Central and South America, because those countries um, basically came out of colonies from Spain and Portugal. So um, that's what Ibero-America is, and they are like this, this own little organization um, between them, and they do a lot of cooperative things together. Um, and then finally, in the afternoon, Felipe met with the uh, CEO of Airbus, which is like an airplane company, um, airplane, I think, manufacturer, maybe, um, who is on an official visit to, well, I guess it's not official, but he's on a, vis a visit to Spain. Um, and then also present at the audience at the meeting was the president for Airbus in Spain. Um, and they took... They're called family photos where it's just like a group photo and King Felipe is in the middle because of course, and he's just so very tall. I'll have it posted on the website, thedailyroyal.com, but I just find this picture to be the most hilarious picture I've ever seen because he just is like, it's a short, it's, he's probably not even a short man, but like an average size man a really, really tall King Felipe, and then another average sized man. Like, it's just, it's a very funny looking photo. So I'll have that on the website and Instagram for you to check out. Um, but I just, I felt it important enough to write that in my my outline. So that was all of Felipe's events. And then today is um, like World Cancer Awareness Day. Um, and so in that, Queen Letizia took part in the Spanish Association Against Cancer's 10th Forum Against Cancer. So every year on this day, they host the forum. Um, and Leticia, I think, is honorary president for the Spanish, Spanish Association Against Cancer. And so she's always present um, and has been for many, many years. And so this year, um, she, the new minister of health, and one other person were present, like, in a room. Everything else was held completely digitally. Now, I did, I watched this a little bit. But sometimes, look, here's what happens when I talk about, uh, when I watch things in Spanish. Most of the time, I can watch them and understand what's happening. This one happened to be at 6 o'clock in the morning. I had already missed Queen Letizia's speech, so I, like, rewound a little bit. Turns out she talked for, like, 30 seconds. And she talks really, really fast. And I just, I have no idea what she said. <laughs> like, I've slowed it down, and I can kind of make out enough of it. But she didn't talk for very long. It was literally, like, a greeting, and we look forward to what's what we hear today. Um, and then the forum took place. They did like a panel discussion and had a few um, final speakers. I think the new minister of health spoke um, very briefly, but I didn't, I didn't watch. Um, and then that was the event. So that's pretty much, I think the Spanish royal family has done for the week. Um, they had a really light kind of schedule this week. Um, but yeah, so that's what was going on in Spain. I know that was like a lot and I went through it really quickly because I kind of had to um so that's what was going on in Spain 
And now we are going to go ahead and move on to Norway. Norway is another country where there was nothing on Wednesday. Um, so we're going to jump into the events for the day. Um, and so we are going to start, let's see, on the agenda today. Uh, Crown Prince Akun, who is still serving as regent, um, as well as Crown Princess Metamarit, participated in a virtual board meeting for the foundation that bears their name. Um, and then Akun... Uh, continuing in his role as regent, which, like I said, will be through the 14th, um, as his father's recovering from knee surgery. Um, but he held an audience with the foreign minister of Norway, and this seems to be a weekly thing now. I don't know if this has always been a weekly thing. I'm legit thinking about going through and listening to episodes from, like, every Thursday to see if this is a normal thing. Um... But it does seem to be a weekly event at this point. So that happened today. Um, and then finally, a video re was released where Crown Prince Akun was taking part in um, the blue. I, I'm calling it a blue responsibility conference. I don't know if that's what it was, but that's like what I can make out from the translation. Um which marked the start of the UNC like see research decade um, focused on our responsibility to our oceans and waterways. Um, so that was, I will say like the, the scenery in that video was beautiful just because it was shot in Norway and Norway's really pretty. Um, so that was what was going on in Norway. Not a whole lot to talk about, which is okay. Um, we're going to hope that they have a little bit of a break right now um, and just give them that time. So that's what was going on in Norway. And now we are going to go ahead and jump right over to the Netherlands. The Netherlands is one country where there was an event yesterday. In fact, there were two, um, but there wasn't a whole lot for me to talk about there. So um, yesterday, Queen Maxima took part in a digital visit, uh, working visit to homeless young people, um, accompanying her via Zoom, but still with her, um, was the State Secretary for Health, Welfare, and Sport. Um, and the focus was visited, was the focus, that was not an English sentence. I apologize. I'm kind of tired. I'm literally laying down recording this. I don't know why other than I am. I don't know. It's only 8 p.m. I have no idea why I'm this tired. But anyway, um, 
let me try that again. So the focus of the visit was um, to talk about and learn about the National Action Program for homeless young people. So I find this really interesting that there's like a national program, and I should not be surprised. I am, but I shouldn't be, um, that there's a national program to help homeless youth. Um, And I don't mean necessarily just children. I mean like young adults as well. But um, there's like a whole like national program for it, which is shocking to me. Um, so that was the first thing that she did. And then later she uh, launched the gender, and this is an acronym that I don't understand what it is, but it's GGZ Alliance. Um, and it's all about focused on improving the quality of mental health care surrounding gender and gender diversity um, and making sure that those issues are like really supported in mental health work, um, you know, not to jump to like misdiagnoses or anything like that, um, just to help people work through any questions they may have regarding gender. Um, and for those who don't know, um, I think most people who are listening to this are probably pretty hip with what's happening. That was such an old person sentence. Um, But like they're pretty, they know what's going on um, when we talk about gender. But like gender is a social construct, right? Like there's the biological sex of a person and then there's gender. And gender is something that we've basically made up. Girls liking pink, boys liking blue, girls wearing dresses, boys wearing not dresses, boys playing with trucks, girls playing with dolls. Like, those are all gendered things that we made up as a society. We felt it was more appropriate for women, for little baby women, to learn to be nurturers while little baby men got to be rambunctious and rude and knock things over and play with their trucks and run things over and play with their guns and all the things because that's what society has been telling us for years. So it's not a real thing. Boys can wear pink. Girls can wear blue. Boys could wear a dress if they wanted. It's okay. It's just an article of clothing. It means literally nothing. So that's my little spiel. Again, I make no secret about, like, where I stand on issues. Um, And this is just one that's, like, this is literally not, like, anything to me. Um, But all of that being said, I think that's what this focus was on, was, like, helping people work through gender identity issues because this growing up generation, like, we're in, most of us were raised, I will speak for myself, I was raised girls like pink and dresses and all of those things. And like, I was recently told that I loved pink at one point. And I questioned myself. I question those around me because I'm like, did I love pink or was pink just forced upon me enough that like, of course I loved pink because I wasn't given other choices. Um, you know, and I'm not a pink person. Like, I don't like pink. Um, I own very, I don't think I own anything pink. Um, I like neutral colors. I like black and gray and white. Um, 
I recently bought a pair of pants that was like an army khaki green um, that is <laughs> still a neutral, mind you, but like it's out there for me. But like my favorite things are black pants, a gray t-shirt, my white chucks, like that's what I prefer. Um, that's just the way I have always been for like most of my adult life. I like very simple, basic. Sometimes I'll go for a colored pant and a white or a solid colored top, but I, I don't like a lot of color. Uh, my entire apartment is gray and white. My entire apartment is gray and white. My bathroom, my bedroom, my office, my couch, all of it. Um, but so anyway, that's all a long spiel about this gender alliance that was shot out and how like we've all been taught, not wrongly, but like we need to unlearn some things. Um, so that was all of the events for Queen Maxima yesterday, all really, really super duper important events. Um, and then moving on to today, so King Willem Alexander took part in a digital visit to the Adam Father Center, um, which I think is like, um, it, well, it is a, a group, like a, a center, um, a mental health organization, a nonprofit organization focused on support and activities and education for um, men over the age of 18. They can do things like build their resume. They can learn um, pretty basic skills, um, things along those natures, as well as create a community for them to grow and learn with. Um, so that was his working visit today and what was going on in the Netherlands over the past couple of days. So with that, um, we are going to go ahead and move on now uh, to Denmark. we're moving through this really fast but then I look and I'm like oh I've been talking for 22 minutes and we still have three countries to go I don't know I'm still in a really uncomfortable laying down position in case you guys wondered <laughs> this is the most casual podcast I've done in a while I'm just like very chill which is good I haven't been very chill for a couple of hours for a couple of days at this point so this is this is nice um okay Yesterday, on Wednesday, Crown Princess Mary took part in a meeting for the World Health Organization region, Regional Office for Europe, um, of which she is, I think, an ambassador for. Um, and so during that meeting, she received an update on COVID-19, including vaccinations, uh, variations of COVID, because, you know, that's a thing now, uh, the different mutations of covid because the world just wasn't scary enough with one pandemic. Now there's variants of the same disease, because that's fun. Um, so she received an update and just shared a little bit about that experience on uh, Facebook and social media. 
Um, and then today she released a picture um, that she took part in an interview for an upcoming fundraiser. So we'll talk more about that when the fundraiser actually um, happens. I think it's Saturday or Sunday. So we'll talk about it in the episode that goes up on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, she was talking about, you know, the, the sit down and how everything is virtual this year because of course it is. Um, oh gosh, I just looked at the date. Okay. Sorry. That means nothing to you today, but it will tomorrow. Um, but anyway, um, we, that's what was going on in Denmark. There's not a whole lot to talk about. So that's what was going on there. And now we are going to go ahead and move on straight into the UK. Next up in the UK, so there have been like no public events because the UK is in lockdown. Um, so there haven't been a lot of new events or anything like that. Um, so we are just going to rely on the court circular. Um, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> in a random story that I'm going to share yesterday, this is a very long story, but I'll just say my bank unexpectedly closed and I've had a lot of like bill issues because my bank unexpectedly closed a couple of weeks ago. So like I had to get a new bank and my card changed and all of that. But anyway, yesterday I was in the drugstore and, um, I got a phone call from a UK number and sometimes I answer these, like what I thought would have been, uh, um, like a spam call or, you know, something like that. But I decided to answer it. Um, and it was a UK number and I was just so shocked when the person <laughs> asked for me, but it was the, this is so embarrassing on so many levels, but it was the billing representative from the times of London telling me that my payment had failed to go through, which it did because my bank unexpectedly closed and the times had my old number my old card number. So I had to update that and all of that. But it was just, I talked to a British person yesterday and it was so fun. It's my highlight of the day. Yesterday it was great. Um, but I just thought I would share that because I just pulled up their website to look at the court circular. Um, so yesterday was Wednesday. So Boris Johnson, the prime minister, held a telephone audience with Queen Elizabeth. Um, I guess I should say that the other way around. Queen Elizabeth held a telephone audience with the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. Um, the reason I read it like that is because that's how they put it in the court circular. It's the right and honorable Boris Johnson MP had an audience of the Queen by telephone this evening. Like, that's how they put that. So that's why I always read it that way. Um, but I guess I should say Queen Elizabeth had her weekly telephone audience with the Prime Minister. Um, and then moving on to Clarence House, uh, the Prince of Wales held a meeting with representatives from the Crown Estate via telephone, and the Duchess of Cornwall um, held a telephone meeting 
with the former chairman of the Brook Hospital for Animals. Um, and then moving to Kensington Palace, the Duke of Cambridge uh, held a meeting with Mr. Mark Bollingham, who is the CEO for the Football Association, um, and they spoke by a phone. And I'm assuming that this call had something to do with um, the, I don't understand the complete story yet, um, but there were some recent issues with um, racism in the Football Association, and William put out a statement on Twitter, um, which is something he doesn't he tweets every now and then, but not regularly. Um, but it was a thread. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and read it. It's not super, super long. Um, but he says, racist abuse, whether on the pitch, in the stands, or on social media, is despicable and it must stop now. We all have a responsibility to create an environment where such abuse is not tolerated. And those who choose to spread hate and division are held accountable for their actions. That responsibility extends to the platforms where so many, so much of this activity now takes place. I commend all those players, supporters, clubs, and organizations who continue to call out and condemn this abuse in the strongest terms. And then it's just signed W. Um, but I'm assuming that telephone call was about all of that situation. So that was yesterday, uh, Wednesday's circular. And now we are... Jeez, I've got to stop reading the news. Okay, um, sorry about that. Anyway, uh, moving on to the court circular for today. Um, it looks like things were mostly happening in Kensington Palace. In fact, only in Kensington Palace. So we are going to jump right in. It looks like uh, the Duke of Cambridge, William, is continuing to hold uh, telephone con conferences with... Uh, medical representatives for the immunizations of for COVID-19 or vaccinations. Um, so that is what he was doing today. We're just continuing. It seems like those are kind of becoming weekly things to get updates on vaccinations. Um, so that's what was going on there. And then I just uh, logged into Twitter. So I got a little preview of some exciting stuff that we'll talk about tomorrow. Okay. Um, so that's what was going on with the British royal family. And now we are going to go and end this podcast with Belgium. We have made it to the end of the episode. Whew. Feels like this has been a long one. Um, but that's okay. It's been a fun one. Okay, so moving on to Belgium. There were um, just a few events over the past couple of days. So yesterday, King Philippe continued his meetings with government representatives by meeting with the um, president for the Flemish government, as well as the president for the Wallonia-Brussels Federation. Um, so 
Belgium is confusing in that there are kind of like three distinct parts of Belgium. There's the Flemish government part, um, and then there is so the easiest way that I have found, and this is like for me to understand it, it's not perfect. I recognize that there are flaws in this like statement. Um, but the easiest way for me to comprehend it is there's like a Dutch speaking side in Belgium and a French speaking side, and they don't get along super well with each other um, or the federal government of Belgium. So he met with the leaders of both of those groups, essentially. So the Flemish is the Dutch-speaking group and the Brussels-Wallonia Federation, I think it's reverse that, Wallonia-Brussels, uh, is like the French group. Um, so those, that was just a continuation of the political meetings that Philippe has been having. Um, and then today, Queen Mathilde took part in a uh, digital meeting with representatives of CLBs, which is an acronym I don't understand. Um, but anyway, the organizations work together to bring students, parents, and schools, schools and employers around learning and studies, career counseling, preventative care, and psychosocial well-being. Um, so this is kind of continuing her work around mental health and the socio-economic, or the, the sociological uh, impact of COVID and school-aged children and just people in general, um, like the social consequences that we'll be dealing with after, you know, we deal with meeting our first level of needs or maybe second, um, you know, we'll get kind of through, there's this wonderful thing that's called the Maslow hierarchy of needs. And like right now, the world is kind of sitting at like, we have our basics met for the most part, you know, we have food, we have shelter, again, for the most part, some of us don't. Um, and like, now we're kind of moving up to like clothing and stuff like that. Like we're we're kind of on like the secondary level of absolute necessities. Um, and then at the very, very top is like group and belonging and acceptance and just not being so lonely. Um, and that's the impact that we'll be seeing for years to come, you know, as people kind of reintegrate into into society norms and what do those look like? Um, that'll be something we're grappling with for years to come. Um, so that's something that Queen Matilda has definitely expressed and taken an interest in really throughout the pandemic. Um, so that's, that's it. We made it. Um, that's what was going on in the royal monarchies that we talk about. Um, and yeah. That's all I have to say. I feel like I've been talking forever. Sorry, guys. I don't know if you feel like that, but I do today. Uh, usually I don't. But anyway, um, so that's what was going on. And so with that, I am going to end this episode. Please be sure to rate and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening through. Um, like, uh, visit the website, thedailyroyal.com, and the Instagram, the Daily Royal. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. But until then, have a great rest of your day. Bye.